Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. Bro, we have some killer young guards. You understand me? Like, I remember growing up, I'm like eighth grade or something like that, and I used to stay around to watch y'all play. My people, we are back. Point God Podcast Show presented by Slick. Shout out to iHeartMedia. I am your host, Baron Davis, aka Boom Dizzle, aka Boom, aka BD. And the Point God Show is a show, excuse me, I fumbled on that, is a show that goes into the minds of all the great point guards, their story, their journey, what makes them them, what makes them one of ones. Point gods happen on all levels. Point gods exist in all shapes and forms. And on this show, we all get the privilege of meeting some of the most incredible minds, incredible visionaries, and incredible one of ones. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know if I'm moving this slow, something is coming. Another one, like DJ Cali would say, this episode. Is very near and dear to me because I got two guests today. I have the culture of LA basketball. I have the pioneers and footprints that planted the seeds for the Hardens, for the Westbrooks, the gatekeepers the pioneers, the amplifiers, the soldiers, the warriors, by any means necessary. These two young men are what dreams are made of. These two young men are what belief and goals and love for the game of basketball is made of. In their DNA bleeds basketball. In their professionalism breeds basketball. And in their pioneering, right? In their journey to make it to the NBA, to play overseas to win championships overseas, to play in the Olympics for another country, to go back to the league, to go back overseas. The love, the dedication, the time, the energy that it takes for L.A. to remain the point 
God capital of basketball, you need the gatekeepers. Ladies and gentlemen, first young man, helling out of Los Angeles, California. Actually, Gardena, California. Gar. Sarah High School legend. Real men. Watch this young man grow up and just always be the smallest dude, always around the game, on the Portland, cracked, right? And then took this journey overseas, little G League or D League, what it was called, back overseas, landed with the Sacramento Kings, balled in the league, Came back home to start Lace in the middle of his basketball career. Los Angeles creates endless dreams. The founder of the Black Coaches Association. The man who moves with love. He loves the game. The game loves him and everyone else. I've watched him. I've been a part of his life and his journey. And I'm inspired by him, ladies and gentlemen. And you will too. The almanac. The encyclopedia of L.A. basketball. Pooh. Jedi. And... I don't see Pooh without seeing this young man. Similar journey, different journey. Out of Los Angeles, California. Westchester High School. Grew and grew and grew and stayed patient. I never seen this dude without a basketball. As a kid, he waited his turn. The example of patience, the example of confidence, the example of creativity, and the brother to all the brothers, and his love took him to Fullerton. Bought there, overlooked. You know what I mean? Stayed on his journey, got in the league, ball with the Rockets, crack, uh, pool cracked me with uh, uh, Sacramento. This fool cracked me in New Orleans. You know what I mean? And really became the sauce behind a lot of. Your great point guys, Chris Pauls, the Hardens. Everybody needs a sauce maker. Everybody needs somebody to cook up with. We played together on the Clippers. He was he was he was my sauce. We was cooking up sauce together, right? Stay patient in his journey. A champion, an international champion, an international MF baller. I don't know if I I don't even been cussing. I know GP be cussing on the show. 
with a motherfucking baller, ladies and gentlemen. None other than Bobby Brown. Where your ones at? Okay, Pooh, LB. Okay, man, this yeah. is this is like this is incredible. <clears throat> this is incredible. This is the Point Guy Show. You know what I mean? This is like my childhood, my 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 uh, like my whole life. So it's like, and and now I get to like let y'all talk. And so, with that, right? I mean, it's a lot to talk about. We can talk about LA basketball. Just like talk about the era and the time of basketball you grew, you both grew up in. Cause you, you, you same, same age, um, same age, similar age and really like that era. Right. And what it was like, you know, growing up in, in, in LA as a young basketball player, you know what I mean? Um, like on this circuit and in the mix. And then just like, tell us a little bit about y'all story. Start with you, Poe. Hey, bro, that was uh, amazing. <laughs> and Come on, <laughs> like, man. Okay. Especially coming from somebody who, you know, really gave us the blueprint. You feel me? Like, you know, every time, like, you know, when we're around you, like, you the reason. Of course, you know God, of course. You feel me? But God <laughs> planted you in our lives at an early age, it's like, you know, we all, you know, we all grew up with Dart. You know, we got to salute Dart Stamps of my history with you, you know. Um, but, you know, me being from Gardena, of course, you know, uh, I play my parking record at Dinka Park, you know, um, because of my my neighbor across the street, you know, really, Booby, rest in peace. Rest in peace, um, Booby. Rest in peace, brother. You know, his dad was the park and rec director at uh, Dinka Park. And our pops, you know, once we found that love, it was like, oh, we're we going we gonna to play in this hood right Big here. Gene, shout out to Big Gene. We love oh, you. Know, we, we lie. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Big Gene, come on, man, Pooh. Big Gene at the games. He was the, he mm-hmm. was the entertainment right. in the stands. At that age. Him and Coach Bell. Oh my oh God. God! Shout out to Coach Bell. Listen, man, t- come Bell. on, man, Coach Bell. Yeah. You got, you got, you got, you got Big Gene over there. You got Coach Bell. What is it like as a kid, right? For real, what like what is it like playing? You know what I mean in that environment with a dad like that. And for a coach, like, you know what I mean? And you got to explain how they are because I think it's the funniest shit in the world. So my dad, of course, and I would say Coach Bell, are the loudest. Like, everybody in the gym knew that not only that they loved their kids, but they loved every kid on the, on Facts. the team. Facts. And that, and that was – and that's a great – you know, as – be like looking back at it now, it's like dang, like amazing dads. Yes. Then you, you know, yeah, LB dad, like dads was present, you know, around this time. You know, and it, and as a father too, a lot of the kids who didn't have a pops. So during during that time, as 
you know, like, especially once we got up and started playing with Dart, I, I was 11. I think LB, what you was 10 when you started playing with Dart? Yeah. Yep. So, um, and that was, that was top prospects, one of the top. BB, yep, VBA. VBA. Yeah, I use for a better America. I use for a better America. (laughs) (laughs) Hard. uh, Hard. (laughs) Hard. Hey, BD, were you part of PTI at first or not? No, I was never a part of PTI. Okay. I was K Swiss. Is that how about this? We was K Swiss. Yeah, y'all was K Swiss early. Yeah, we was K Swiss. Because uh, Coach Bell was like, you know, we're going to play with K-Swiss. That was my first time seeing Keelan at Audubon. I was like, man, who is this? Yo, 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 we got to tap in real quick. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Yeah, you, uh, 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 Lil Bell. Yeah, BJ. BJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro, we had some killer young <laughs> guards you understand me like i remember growing up i'm like what was i like i had to be in like eighth grade or something like that and i used to stay around to watch y'all play right y'all were so good right all of y'all y'all were so good dog the pwc panthers oh like y'all was like i was like damn dude these these little dudes are going at it right you, Keelan, BJ, LB, uh, who else was in that? Wesley Stokes. Is he older than y'all? Yeah, he's a little older. Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Marley Ray Ray. Ray Ray. EJ. Ray, Ray. Lord on, have mercy. Bro, LA was like a, a hotbed. Yeah, LA was like a hotbed for talent. And you got VBA. Uh, ran by Dart Stamps, PTI, Pat Barrett, uh, Thad had K Swiss, Izzy had uh, Slamming Jam, yep. Uh, and then uh, what was the dudes with Walter Smalls? Uh-huh. Was that a uh, bro? You don't that remember Andrew Zahn team? 4D, 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 yes, B ball, ARC, B ball was hard. That was a gingerbread man. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the gingerbread man? Horse from Horse, horse. from uh, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He played. Been playing against him. He, him and Bashanti and Bobo on ARC. Yeah. Oh, so the thing is, as a you had to bring it because even when I was at Dinker, uh, mm-hmm. Coach Brad was like, "Man, you you if you really want to see how tough you are, you better go to Rancho." So when I went to Rancho for that year and played with BJ, that's where I seen LB and everybody. I was like, "Ooh, this is cracking in here." <laughs> and then from K Swiss, of course, then we go over there to, with with Dart, and then um, then you know Pat and Dart, you know, split up. And like my pops was like, "Now nah, we gonna stay with Dart." And yeah. by us staying with Dart. That was a whole environment because you already know how Dart is. Dart is on something like, yo, like, homie, ain't no busters over here, homie. Like, <laughs> ain't doing, ain't doing that. Hey, dude, how was how Dart talking to the kids at, uh, when y'all was at the Nationals, dude? What was Dart saying to y'all when y'all was, what was it, 10 and under, 11 and under? It was 10 that and was under. Uh, not uh, with Darian, I was like 11, 11, 12, 11. Yeah. Uh-huh. at nationals, cussing us out, <laughs> playing soft against probably them dudes like against Chicago, you know, just playing, just not 
what we supposed to be doing? Yeah. Is it that week? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I have the funniest story uh, on AAU with Dart because we had I used to have an AAU team. Remember with Nug and all them dudes. So I go to the uh, North Carolina Bob Gibbons shootout, right? And we playing against DC Assault. And it's a a dude out there. He is playing slow as hell, bro. And he scores the ball every time. Every time. The dude had like 45. And I'm like, damn, dude. Like, y'all going to let this dude just punk y'all? He ain't even doing nothing. I was like, this dude can't be that nice. Dart said, BD, BD, I'm going off on the kids, right? Now, this is my first time seeing them play. I'm going off like, y'all got to rep LA, how we get down, da, 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 da. Dart said, hey, BD, let me stop you in front of all the kids. That was Michael Beasley. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> hey, he said, he said, it's cool. They can't fuck with Michael Beasley. It's cool. In front of the kids. <laughs> so Dart was like that type of AAU coach. That's right. funny. 100. Mr. Like, you feel me? But, you know, with Dart being under that exam going to Westchester, like Dart was able to definitely teach us the fundamentals of hoop, you know, because he like you know, coach exam. So us being around Dart, like from sixth to, you know, high, like eighth grade around that time, we were ready. But then the beauty that I always tell people is you in high school around this time, being the number one player in the world, but still coming back to the community, really nice. coaching us too. Gosh. I'll never forget when we went to UCLA camp, though, when your first year at UCLA or second year, we all go to UCLA camp because UCLA, that's when, like, the best players from the city would go. Yeah, yeah. We was, this the first day, we were supposed to be on the tour with the UCLA uh, coaches. We with you. <laughs> you, showing, you showing us around the campus because how your mind was, you was on something like, first of all, y'all have to be better than me. So, like, having that example early with somebody who was McDonald's best player in the world and giving us this ism, like, yo, like, I'm going to give y'all the blueprint. So that's why you see, like, a lot of us, like, was coming out. Because it wasn't, man, who else, like, as pro players would like that was in the community with us being the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I always got to salute you on that because you, like, you gave us the vision. But, but y'all, 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 y'all was the sauce. You know what I mean? It was like, it, it was almost like anything that I found that was out there, you know what I mean? I, like, Y'all were the only people I could bring it back to because you'd be excited. You know what I mean? Like when I came with the, uh, I remember when Mark Karcher showed me the uh, the high Baltimore cross, the slow one. And then remember we was all doing that. Then we started all doing the Iverson. Then we started all doing the Nick Van Axel. Man, talk about, there is something about LA guards, right? Like, what is it? Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. LB, I think you need to answer that. Like, what? what is, what is the ism? Like, can you define 
what the ism is like with just being like a, 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 a LA guard, whether you are the MVP of the league or you Frank Nitty, you know what I mean? You know, cause it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, and it's, and it's no kind of like real hierarchy, you know what I mean? Cause everybody yeah. is cold in their own right. Talk yeah, about that. Yeah. I just feel like, I mean, LA guards, I mean, our ism is just, we all got that. Like, uh, like, I don't give a, like, I don't give a fuck attitude. Like, I, who are we playing against? Or who, I'm, who is this guard from here? Who is this guard from? Like, we all got that mindset to where, all right, we not about to, like, you got, we got this, like you said, Frank Mitty, we got guys, but he don't never start his, like, beef on the court with people. They always started with him. So it's like, we all, we the guards that, you know, they always label us like, oh, they laid back, you know, they, you know, they, they sometimes they say people are soft and this and that, but it's like, when we playing, we already know that we, we got all this in our game. And then once, that that engine gets turned on by some like an opponent or somebody, and then it just like takes us to that next level. Like I'm about to destroy you, and I'm about to have fun doing it because I got a whole lot of like you say, we the sauce. We got a whole lot of that in our game. And it's like we don't back down from nobody. We trying to take any anybody any guards like head off. Like we come in with that mindset, no matter if you NBA uh, MVP or none of that. Like you say, come to the Drew League, all that don't matter at all. So, I mean, that's our game. I mean, L.A. guards is just, we got a, a lot of everything. Like, we got a lot of guards that can, like, you got guards in New York that all they can do is break people down. We got guards that can break people down and shoot. Yeah. They don't get, they don't got people that got, can score that, but like, we got it all. So Talk I mean, about not being able to shoot and being an L.A. guard. You got to be <laughs> cold-blooded. Right? You gotta, you gotta be, be Kenny, you gotta be like you gotta be Kenny Bruner. You gotta or be you gotta yeah, Kenny be Bruner for sure. Like man, a straight Dog. gangster out there. Yeah, right. Like yeah, I ain't about. To, but I. But the thing is, hey, BD, the thing is, you wasn't allowing no busters around you nah. though. Yeah. So, so like, so us having that mentality early, early, we over there going at each other crazy because so we wanna we. We pushed each other to the fullest, Man, especially me going against LB and Bottoms. Yeah, I'm going against yeah. LB and Bottoms every day. And we all and Will, like we every all wanted to day. beat each other. Yeah. Like we always trying to beat. Like, no, nah, I'll have more wins than all y'all. It's always been that. It's or always. I did this, like, yeah. yeah. So it's, I feel like, you know, that's that's what made it, made it, made us, you know, how we are right now as well, for sure. Like our close, you know, group of, you know, people that we hang out with every day and just going to battle with them every day and then, like, being in competition. Even when we all went to college, like, after the game, we'll check the game, see, oh, oh he had 25, they yeah. won. Yeah, like, right. we trying to push each other like that. And it, it was never, you know, jealousy between all of us, none of that. Like, we'll Man. all come and talk about, it was never that. It was just everybody motivating each other because we knew our common goal. We all wanted to go to the league and just be successful, whether it's the NBA, Europe. Like, we didn't know nothing about no Europe. Right. We were trying to go to the NBA. Right. Right. I, right. I, I, I mean, duh, it's like I'm all, I, I feel like I'm living all that in real life with y'all, you know, at the time, because y'all cracking in college. You know what I mean? You both playing at, you know, smaller D1. Small right. Yeah. And a lot of times it's like, you busting people, you know, you busting people last who, who, who are, they're saying are bona fide pros, right? From bona fide yeah. programs. Talk <laughs> about like, you know, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, and then I mean, basically, like you know, you saying like our era, 
like in college, you know, it was always about going to the big schools, Dukes, the, the Yukons, the mm-hmm. Carolina, UCLA, SC, like all of that was the era for us. And it's like the era now is like all, all the people going to mid-majors in practice. Yeah. So, you know, our schools was like frowned upon back then, but, you know, when it was frowned upon, that made us go even harder because it's like, all right, well, y'all want to look at Fullerton, y'all want to look at Portland like this, why should we do to this school? Right. Right. And, so, and while we was, and we, and while we was at college, yeah, we could have dipped. Yeah, they wanted to, I, they wanted me to transfer after my sophomore year, but it was like, nah, I mean, this, this school gave me the keys, yep. you know, they letting me, you know, do, you know, what I want to do and, you know, play at my highest potential. Like, why would I go to UConn? Why would I go to uh, Oregon State? Like, I'm not about to transfer. I'm staying here. Right. right. Yeah, talk about that because a lot of kids, like, and even I say in our era, a lot of kids get caught up in, you know, uh, oh, I'm at a small school and now I'm going to, you know, a bigger school. And, you know, I, we saw that with uh, uh, one of the little, one of our little homies who was like, a, you know, it's like, talk about how being the man at a small school and like, like, and holding that down, like the responsibility, yeah. you know what I mean? Versus like yeah. running to find uh, a bigger school. It may not work out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I mean, for it's like, all right, I'm going to do my situation. I mean, obviously in high school, like you said, I had to wait my turn. I was patient. Um, and I didn't really get a chance to play to my senior year. So my senior year, I played, you know, I was 17. You know, I was with Trevor with Big Red. Um, and obviously, you know, they were getting all the all the looks and all the scholarship offers and this and that, UCLA, Kent State, and whatever. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the PG of the team. You know, I'm holding my own. I'm playing good. It's my senior year. It's my only time I got to really hoop. And then going into, you know, after my senior year was over, we won City and State. I had no offers, no nothing. That's crazy. So in my mind... On my mind, you know, I always had a chip since I was yeah. since I started hooping. Chip yeah. on my shoulder been the whole my whole life. So it's like seeing, you know, Trev going to UCLA, McGregor get his offer, go to Kent State. I had to play summer AAU to get my deal. So it was like, all right, I gotta go even harder. So when they used to be calling me like, yo, what you going? What you doing? My mom be like, Y'all know he downstairs jump over me. Y'all know he downstairs dribbling. Going to sleep at eight o'clock every night. Like I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to. I'm doing all this all stuff that, that people are telling me. Like it's in my mind. Like nah, bro, I ain't got no scholarship. But I gotta. I gotta figure it out. So I played summer AAU. Fullerton gave me the offer and uh, gave me a scholarship. And I just said to myself, like, bro, like I'm about to make this school a basketball school, and I'm turning this into something. Because it was baseball. All baseball. They won. You know, the World yeah. Series. My my freshman year. Just shout out to Justin Turner. Um, and, you know, my first year, I just destroyed as a, as, a, as a freshman. And then, you know, like the buzz was out. Like I had 27 on USC as a freshman. And it was just like, damn, who is this? Like, why why is he at Fullerton? Why is he, you know, why were, weren't they looking at this kid? And it was just like, I, I like that. Like, I want people to be talking like that. So now I can destroy all these point guards that y'all had ahead of us, all these uh, other, you know, teams that, you know, got these players. It was like, I'm going to just do my thing here. And then once I got the keys and the coach believed in me, it was like, well, I'm not transferring. Like, they was loyal to me. Like, I'm not leaving. Right. And I just, every, every single year, I just continue to, like, be, you know, bring add some to my game and just be better and, and try to win. Like, we, we, we've been instilled with the winning culture since uh, AAU was dark. Yep. And, and 
dad took us through high school with Ed Zan, who he gave us all all that advice and all the tools as well. Great coach, you know, he all he got all of us, you know, playing, you know, and learning fundamentals early. So once we got to college, it was it was easy for us. So he he made it easy for us as well with that. And then, you know, I just in four years of school, and then I had, you know, big red transfer to Fullerton. I had Ray Ray transfer to Fullerton. So it was like these guys are leaving Georgetown and Kent State to come to Fullerton. Yeah. So it's like, damn, I must be doing something good over here. I must right. be doing something right. So it's like now the kids, you know, oh, I want to go to UConn. I want to go to Duke. Man, you go to where they want you to be and they want you to hoop and you can play comfortably. You ain't got to play like a robot or none of that. Like you play your natural game. So for me, you know, that was, you know, that, that's always been like the thing that pushed push me every, every season. Uh, whether I'm in Europe or China or whatever, like I always had that in the back of my mind. Like, bro, I didn't get to play until my senior year. Yeah. So all this, all of this, like, was out the mud for real. So yeah. it was like, man, <laughs> for real. And it was like you finally got a chance to play. So it's like your senior year. Yeah. You know, like you didn't play. You didn't play your junior year. Sophomore year, you was on JV. Yeah, yeah. Westchester JV. was a hard school to crack open. You know what I mean? Oh, and that point guard, it, it, they always had guards from Jay Hart, Danny. It was just always like a dope guard school. And, you know, uh, especially for the people on the show, like Westchester in yeah. LA is one of the prominent high schools, you know, that took the torch from Crenshaw because Crenshaw had yeah. it for a while. And Westchester and Crenshaw always had this rivalry. Uh, Gardena and Sarah, mm -hmm. you know, Sarah was like the CIF school. So Sarah and Crossroads used to go at it. Uh, back in the day. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.